1: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential.
0: Welcome, Key. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Uh, You're going to talk about your wonderful company, Friction Labs. You're the co-founder, and you're going to discuss your amazing entrepreneurial journey and success. And how do you say your last name?
1: Kalantari.
0: Ooh, Kalantari. It's a very pretty name, actually.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome. This is uh, primarily a business show, but we started a segment where it's inspirational business stories and success stories. Where And, and you have quite a, quite a story. And not only that, you've also lasted through the pandemic, which a lot of businesses crashed and burned. Uh, so we're going to go into all those juicy details, but just share what is Friction Lab?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we make the best chalk for athletes um it's a so a lot of athletes need confident grip to be able to perform at their at, to the highest abilities and we are the only company that manufactures athletic chalk in the United States
0: wow you know i i've seen that during the olympics they're going like this and putting their chalk on and is it the same stuff i used to use on my violin cuz i used to play the violin is it similar the rosin that we'd use for the violin
1: so rosin's actually a little bit different rosin it tends to be sticky Um, which is good for certain purposes. But chalk, oftentimes athletes just want dry hands, but they don't actually want sticky hands.
0: Ah, okay. So I need to stick across the uh, string, but not on your hands. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So how did it come about that you even created Friction Labs? How did that come about?
1: Yeah. So shortly after I moved out to Colorado, um, I ended up meeting my business partner. We happened to be working at the same company at the time. He was a longtime rock climber and part owner of a climbing gym and one of the friends who really got me into rock climbing. And um, right from the beginning, you know, I, I, was, I started using the chalk that my friends, my ultimately my business partner um, were using and I just realized that it didn't feel very good on my skin. I've always been a little bit of a skin nut. If my hands don't feel good, if my face doesn't feel good, I, I don't feel good. So I just knew that you know something needed to be higher quality in order for this to be good for the skin, and mm. at the same time, my business partner is very much um, a science geek and and just loves to learn as much as possible in as much detail as possible. And so we started working with some geochemists and um, elemental analysts to mm. learn more about the chemistry of chalk and how we could make a better chalk.
0: Mm. So what was on the market prior, and what did you guys do to revolutionize? The whole chalk.
1: Totally. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we we actually did some elemental analysis and we learned that other chalks on the market, even though they claimed to be very high purity, they weren't. Um, And once we learned about the supply chains and where these uh, where these products were coming from, it turned out that everyone else was pretty much buying the same chalk from one of two factories in China and Taiwan slapping their logo on it and and importing it into the United States to sell to athletes. And we wanted to take a different approach. We wanted to start with pharmaceutical grade chemicals um, and create the highest quality chalk we could. And we took it a little bit of a step farther to to have some fun with it and, and sort of did what they do in peanut butter with, with fine, chunky, super chunky, we made those kind of chalk blends and gave them fun names, unicorn dust, gorilla grip, bam, bam. So just a, something to have a little bit of fun with it too. Cause at the end of the day, we're, we're all playing.
0: And so what was secret stuff? Hygienic? What is that? Is that, is that just like your main brand of chalk?
1: So <laughs> secret stuff, hygienic actually came out of the pandemic. So chalk, wow. um, The the chalks I was referring to earlier, those are loose chalks, so they're sort of powdery, and you put your hands in them and and get chalked up, which rock climbers love to do, but Mm -hmm. it isn't the cleanest experience. It tends to get dust all over the place, stuff like that. Um, Secret Stuff Hygienic is actually a liquid chalk, so we have a line of liquid chalk products that we call Secret Stuff, and... Those, you put them on your hands, you rub them around, you sort of give your hands a little bit of a blow, the alcohol evaporates off and almost like a magic trick, your hands turn white. Uh, And and you have a really nice layer of chalk on your hands that keeps Mm -hmm. your hands dry and gives you a great confident grip. So we had a few liquid chalk products before the pandemic and then the pandemic started and hygiene became super important and so when we reached out to the gyms that resell our products, they told us they were looking to reassure their customers on, on hygiene in the gym. And so we decided to create a liquid chalk that was also a hand sanitizer or could serve as a hand sanitizer. And that was Secret Stuff Hygienic.
0: So it's like the two for one. That is awesome. Exactly. Now, h- how does it come off your hand? I'm wondering at the end of the day, you've done all your gym stuff and you lifted it and rock climbed and now you got to get it off your hand. How did that work?
1: Soap and water. Comes oh, off, boom. comes off very easily. Um, and thankfully, it doesn't make much of a mess. You know, mm-hmm. if you happen to be touching your clothes while you're using it, um, the liquid chalks tend to be super low dust, but then very nicely, they just come off with, with a quick wash at the end.
0: That is so great. Now, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm new to the whole gym I just started. So, but uh, I'm starting to lift and I see lifters use it even and gym totally. Yeah. yeah,
1: a lot of different athletes have dis- started to discover that they can benefit mm-hmm. from having a more confident grip. So, you know, rock climbers, gymnasts, weightlifters, mm-hmm. um, folks in CrossFit, those, those folks, chalk is already a big part of their habits. And what we've started to find lately is that new athletes have been discovering us in unexpected places like disc golf, tennis, um, sharpshooting, folks who are doing, um, you know, dr- the really um, tactical shooting type stuff yeah. really surprising where you find athletes who can benefit from better grip
0: uh-huh. well, take us through what happened when the pandem- pandemic hit. Did you have to lay people off? How did you keep afloat and how and it looks like you even exploded
1: yeah, so it was it was definitely very scary at the beginning because so much of our business is working with our gym partners who are reselling mm-hmm. our products, and obviously the pandemic started and those gyms. Um, a lot of them just suddenly had to shut down, um, so that was that was definitely a difficult time, but we looked at what we could control. We had conversations with those partners and asked them what you know what are you look, what are you all looking to do, and how are you trying to prioritize um, keeping your businesses going and they They all came back with hygiene, obviously at the time, so we mm-hmm. really developed that secret stuff hygienic product in I think it was eight weeks, maybe 10 weeks, definitely the fastest thing we've ever, the fastest product we've ever brought out. And we got really lucky with um, the University of Colorado Anschutz Medical Campus. There were a few researchers there um, who were doing coronavirus testing. And so they took the product into their labs and they actually tested it and showed that it kills coronavirus better than hand sanitizer
0: wow now if there's any reason even if you didn't need chalk to go out and uh, visit friction labs today where do you see the future for friction labs going forward
1: yeah so our vision is really to change the way that athletes think about use and care for their hands um we we think that athletes are putting an enormous amount of focus onto their feet and what 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 kind of shoes are they wearing and what kind of grip does it get and what kind of rubber is on there and all of that kind of stuff and and we just think that um hands are a little bit um a little bit forgotten today and mm-hmm. and the importance of confident grip the importance of great skin care to an athlete um so that's our vision is is really to i think the quickest way to say it is we want to do what Nike did for feet and do that for hands
0: Oh, that's great. And you're right. I think a lot of times people do not take enough care of the one of the most important ways and also one of the most important ways to spread germs. I know you see kids are always going like this or whatever, and then they spread germs the fastest because they're touching their nose and putting their hands in their mouth right after they did a whole bunch of other stuff. And I think adults, we forget how important it is to for daily hygiene to take care of our hands and keep them clean.
1: Totally. It's yeah. um, it can be a game changer for a lot of athletes, and mm-hmm. what we started to see was even this year in the Olympics, um, the Olympic climbers were mostly using our chalk, um, and even in the world of tennis, uh, we've we've started to see some of the very top players in the world coming out with uh, with liquid chalk on their hands and and saying that it really has helped improve their results.
0: That's great. Are are you an athlete yourself on a daily basis? Like uh, I know you mentioned rock climbing. Are you?
1: Yes. Yeah. So these days, my rock climbing has, has started to dwindle a little bit as I've gotten a little bit older. But um, myself, I, I've rediscovered tennis, which was something I played as a kid. Um, awesome. and, and pursuing athletics has, has been a lifelong thing for me and my business partner. And it's just, it's a really fun way to, to um, challenge ourselves, to improve mm-hmm. and to have fun along the way.
0: Yeah, you know what's interesting, uh, Kia? I hear so many people talk. Oh, I'm going to go exercise. I'm go, go, go to the gym. Do you remember what it used to be called? Play? Because when you're a kid, <laughs> you don't, you don't think of it as exercise. You climb things. You, you know, whatever. You're not calling it exercise. You're calling. You're not even calling it athletics. You're calling it fun. You're calling fun, it play. Yeah. Play. Yeah. yeah. So 100%. I. Yeah. So we could all stand to do a little bit more playing, like kids do.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed.
0: Now, for all the business owners listening in, and because you've guys been so successful, what would be your one take to business owners out there that they could apply if they're feeling that kind of tight struggle getting started? What would be your advice to them?
1: I think one of the biggest things that we've learned, uh, and I've learned personally from the Friction Labs, uh, from from the experience of growing Friction Labs, has just been the importance of momentum Mm. and how quickly and how easily everyday challenges that come up can, can turn into something that really kills momentum on a team and, and sours the mood and just Mm -hmm. makes everything feel harder. Um, and I think the best leaders are the ones who manage to take challenges and find how to turn those into opportunities instead of momentum killers, um, which, which is, it takes a certain kind of mindset. It takes a certain kind of experience. It -hmm. takes a certain kind of creativity, but, Um, I think at the end of the day, that's there are so many points when you're growing a business where it's just easy to say that's enough. I don't want to solve the next challenge. And and I think that's part of why it's uh, that's part of the journey.
0: Yeah, it is. It's interesting. You said momentum. It's one option or or, excuse me, not option, one part of uh, growing a business that I think gets left out and not talked about enough is that, oh, you're doing well. And then you hear people say, oh, I'm doing well. I got these clients. And then when they're doing well, it's the feast time. They stop looking for how to grow the company. Where are the problems? Let's keep everyone motivated because you are going to have a famine eventually. You know, you're going to go through that lean time. And are you set to deal with that? And if you've kept the momentum going, you'll be able to deal with the lean times a lot easier.
1: That's absolutely right. Um, and, and some of that, you know, has to do with mentality. Some of that has to do with, um, being, being financially conservative and and just Mm. putting your business in a place to ride out the the ups and downs. Um, Mm. and part of it really for us, it's just been about having a great team that, that is on this journey with us and, Mm. um, really wants to try hard and and keep improving every day. Even when we do a great job, you know, we pat Mm. ourselves on the back, we celebrate, and then we say, how can we do better next time?
0: Absolutely. Now, tell me about the financial issues. Getting started couldn't have been cheap. How did you find the funding resources? How did you do that?
1: So uh, my business partner and I really funded it in the beginning just out of our savings. Um, We had both worked a number of years and and tried to save money to, to be able to go after an entrepreneurial venture because it was sort of in both of our bones uh, knowing that we wanted to do that. So mm-hmm. we started off just with our own savings, funding the business, and little by little um, mm-hmm. grew from, I remember our first month was about $14 of sales and very <laughs> exciting. Uh, and, and slowly, you know, grew the business. We, um, a, a, and then at some point, once it felt like we had at least some stability and, and staying power. We um, were fortunate enough to be able to go to some friends and family and and um, raise some loans from them, Mm -hmm. which uh, we just started paying back over the years as soon as we got them. And, um, you know, just grew the business really from there organically Mm -hmm. um, and and tried to be creative because we didn't have a lot of money to spend on advertising Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So just focus on good products. Customer Mm -hmm. service is really central to us. Um, And that's that's been our story.
0: Yeah, I like that you say that, because really, you said, okay, it's tough, but we got to get creative. Sometimes you don't have the money to work with. So let's find, you know, creative ways to get the word out to build, um, you know, uh, excitement over the product. So that's great. And did you leave a job? Or did you do a job? Um, while you did this? Or did you like just wing it and go out there together with your savings and just go for it? How did it work out there?
1: started as a side hustle when we were still uh when we were still employed um and we would sort of nights and weekends go to my business partner kevin's basement and and make the product for the next day's orders um and and then in the morning before work go take it to an office depot that was around the corner and ship out those orders back then you know five maybe ten orders in a day if we were lucky um and yeah started as a side hustle and then Um, eventually took over our lives. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, I love that you're saying this. I, I wanted to bring this out because a lot of people feel like it's all or nothing. I've got to d- take my savings, put everything into it, jump off the curve. And, and, and you know, sometimes having that, so, doing it as a side hustle to get started nights and weekends is a great way to get started without just throwing everything out there. How can people get in touch with you, find out more about you? Let's say they're a gym listening in. They want to get some uh, friction labs for their gym. How do they do that?
1: Totally. So, um, our website is frictionlabs.com. Um, that's, that's probably the easiest way to get in touch with us. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, right <laughs> all, all over the place. Yes. Right there. Um, and, uh, that's, that's probably the easiest way to get in touch with us. We try to be our, uh, gym partners, favorite, favorite vendors. So we really go above and beyond to make sure that we do a great job of customer support and, and take care of those partners who are supporting our business Uh, yeah, that's, that's really the best way. And then one, one other thing that we do with our gym partners that recently, a lot of them have been interested in has been what we call our cause good initiative, which uh, we work with um, gyms who are, um, who who partner with us to bring underserved youth um, in their local communities. We, meaning Friction Labs, we sponsor day passes um, and lessons so that those kids can get into the gym and, uh, be exposed to climbing or CrossFit or whatever the sport is at that gym. Um, and then we even pay for, uh, for um, ongoing day passes so that those kids who are interested can make it more of a regular part of their lives. Um, mm. And this has been a program that we rolled out over the last year. And a lot of our gym partners have have really enjoyed partnering up and helping their communities with it.
0: This is fabulous with obesity being a big issue in the United States. I love that you guys are doing this because getting people jazzed about that thing called, we were just talking about play, having fun with movement. Uh, I'm so grateful for you, Friction Labs, and all the gyms participating. Thank you so much. And everyone go to frictionlabs.com. And thank you so much, Kia, for coming today to Savvy's newest series, Unleash Your Story, not the other one. Thank you so much. (laughs) Have a great day. Thank
1: you so much, Christine. Have a good one. Take care.